0: To episode 57 of the DC Comics News podcast, where we talk everything DC, movie, TV, streaming, comics, and any other interesting stories that pop up during the week. I'm your host Brad Flicky, and with me today is the amazing Kelly Gaines. Kelly, say hello. Hello, hello. All right, so we can just jump right into it this week. Uh, there is a lot of Batman news uh coming out because it's uh, really under full production now so uh first up is that uh we did hit a press release that it has officially begun production so kelly what do you think of this
1: i i like it i mean this to me is the type of news story where it's like yes something is happening like we actually have a sense now of where they're i mean not a full sense i don't understand a ton of the filming lingo or whatever but it's a story it's starting at this movie's actually happening which for a while I was really skeptical about whether or not this is going to be one of those just fizzles out so yeah I'm, I'm excited
0: yeah I you know you said fizzled out and there were so many times during this when it was kind of cut in production hell after the fallout of Justice League that I really kind of almost doubted that this was going to happen and i'm so glad to see that we're really like pedal to the metal going on with this production i mean it is it is happening and you know i can't i can't wait to see it so um and i'm kind of hoping that production has started soon enough now in the year that maybe at comic-con we will get some footage in July, so I'm kind of crossing my fingers that that happens. But
1: that would be uh, awesome.
0: But we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping.
1: Maybe this is the year I actually make it out to San Diego for Comic Con. Probably oh, not. <laughs> yeah,
0: every year, um, every year, I'm trying. to yeah. uh, You know, like maybe this year, and then it never happens. But no. uh, Yeah, definitely, definitely on my bucket list.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll be there yeah. at 97 years old with like my great-grandkids oh, yeah. wheeling me around in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, finally <laughs> made it to San
0: Diego. Yeah, definitely.
1: Why is grandma crying? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Okay, and in more Batman news, uh looks like we got news that Speaking of the production, that it is moving to Cardington sheds on February 12th. So not only has the uh, production gone underway, but it seems to be moving uh, pretty quickly. So what was your take on this?
1: You know, actually, I read that headline really fast when I first saw it. And I was like, oh, Batman's moving to a shed. Downsizing. Awesome. (laughs) But I mean, I'm not positive what... uh, Cardington Sheds is exactly, except I assume it's like a studio lot like you would see, um, you know, down in Los Angeles. Uh, good for them. It sounds like they're building a cathedral or something like that, which uh, Batman in a cathedral, I would love to see unless it's like a funeral scene because God knows a Batman movie needs a funeral. So we'll see. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think Cardington Sheds is in Scotland and it has a lot of um, cool architecture in the area as well. So I think they're using a lot of that for some of the like the exterior shots of Gotham and things like that. Uh, and I think other – man, and the funny thing is, is I think we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago too is that I, I believe there were some other Batman movies. Part of them were filmed here as well. So I think it, it's kind of a definite uh, cool studio place and also uh, a very cool stand-in for Gotham. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, you know, I just I'm just glad that this production is moving ahead and um, real
1: details. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. And that is really good. And I I think that we'll be probably having at least a bit of Batman news every week as this movie comes together, especially uh in the days of social media and things like that, where if, you know, sometimes people who are extras film some stuff and news gets out and things like that, I have a feeling that uh, f- throughout this year we're going to be hearing a lot about this film. And not only that, but there is still more news uh, on the Batman is that um, the full cast has been confirmed. And uh, man, it is an incredible cast. So, what did you think of this?
1: Yeah, I, the cast looks great. I actually forgot that uh, Andy Serkis is going to be playing Alfred. I don't know how yeah. I forgot that, but yeah. I saw that and was like, "Wait, did I know this? I knew this, but I don't remember knowing this." Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. They went very, uh, I guess, non-traditional in a sense for a lot of the characters, um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it comes together. Like I. At this point, I would say I'm actually optimistic that this is going to be a really well-created movie. But there's a little part of me that's like, well, don't go left just to go left. Like, I I would love to see Mm -hmm. this come together and be Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, I I just, I love this cast. I think Paul Dano is a great choice for uh, the Riddler. Uh, I think that, you know, in the days of the kick-ass Alfred Uh, I think that Andy Serkis is a perfect choice. Uh, Very interested to see what Colin Farrell does with Penguin. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is the perfect Commissioner Gordon. And John Turturro, uh, if you've seen Miller's Crossing, he makes a great gangster. So him as Falcone is going to be very, very fun to watch. And if there's still people out there who are still complaining about Robert Pattinson as Batman, they have a whole whole cast that they shouldn't be complaining about so yeah. <laughs> it should be a reason to bring some of those doubters in and I, and honestly I think that Pattinson is going to do a, a, a pretty good job I think he's going to surprise a lot of people
1: right his whole life is brooding I think he can do it very very well I remember reading yeah. an interview yeah. with him for like I think it was when he was in Twilight actually because I remember reading it in a physical magazine which means I was in high school and um it he just, even talking about his just normal life, he was just brooding. He was like, yeah, I'm rich and famous and sad, yeah. and that's Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And people need to stop just judging him on tw- Twilight. Yeah, He's done a lot since then and has had some really good performances. If you've, ever, if you've seen The Lighthouse or Good Times, I mean, it's, yeah, he's he's uh he's not a one-trick pony he's pretty uh he's pretty talented and i think he takes the craft seriously so yeah anyway that was a little off topic but yeah i think i think pattinson's going to do a uh, pretty good job and uh is going to surprise a lot of people yeah moving from batman but not too far away uh we are getting the first social media reactions to birds of prey and they seem to be pretty positive so what's your take on this
1: I'm very excited now. I think the fact that people are coming away from this saying, you know, it's a movie that doesn't try too hard to be anything. It's funny. It's, you know, it's a good time and a good watch. I could really, really go for that. I think it, it sounds like it's doing exactly what suicide squad was trying to do. Um, you know, just kind of being that hilarious, irreverent, overly colorful action film. Um, Yeah, I am really excited. I think this might be, I I mean, maybe not, but this this might be my new favorite DC movie if it's as good as it sounds like it'll be. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah, I, I, it scares me to go into any movie with very high expectations because it's so easy to be let down. But what I like about these reactions is that they were, Saying things that I hoped the movie had, the attitude, even even the way it was filmed, it seems like all that is fitting in the way that I wanted it to. And that's very. I think that you're right. That's a very interesting point. When it's trying to to be what suicide, it's going to be what Suicide Squad attempted to be. I think that's. I think you're really onto something there. And you know, I was. I'm going to definitely see it opening weekend, and I was tossing the idea of seeing it Friday, but I may try to see it Thursday because I'm yeah. going to get more and more excited for it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this, this definitely uh, certainly didn't stifle my excitement to go see it, that's for sure. So, yeah definitely, yeah, definitely looking forward to
1: it. I think at this point I had already heard, when, when it was Suicide Squad coming out, I think I had already heard terrible things about it the week before it came out and i was like oh no so (laughs) if if this is different then thank god
0: Mm, yeah yeah i mean i think that uh, to a point i think that sometimes those social media reactions have to be taken with a grain of salt because uh you know it, it seems like generally when those reactions come out they're they're generally positive but there was one movie and i was just thinking about this and i can't remember what it was recently that uh, that the actual the the reactions are really bad I mean it could have been Doolittle or something like that I don't I don't remember but oh it was I recently.
1: think it was
0: yeah like people were like this is awful and I was like wow that recently never happened so I was like mm. yeah. so anyway yeah I mean I, it, it, but this seemed to be overwhelmingly positive which is which is also which is also really good
1: yeah yeah maybe not like Cannes film festival positive like joker right but not, still, not, this is not yeah like not
0: joker positive but you know, no <laughs> oscars but <laughs> a good
1: time exactly
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh we also speaking of harley quinn uh got a word that margot robbie wants to include poison ivy in future films uh
1: what was your take on this that is the best news i think i've ever heard i mean i'm I, they work so well together as characters, and actually seeing them in the Harley Quinn show um, that's been on DC Universe, it makes me more excited to see more of them together. Um, and I also really liked what uh, what she mentioned about turning down Gotham City Sirens eventually, because she said, you know, no one needs to see more Catwoman and Harley Quinn together, because they're, they're already really well known. So she was drawn to Birds of Prey because... Not a lot of people know Black Canary or No Huntress and, you know, kind of wanted this platform to promote DC characters, specifically female DC characters that aren't really out there. And that's such a good idea because DC has such a strong roster of female characters that it's I, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And not only that, it gives them a way
0: to kind of interpret those characters in, in any way that they see fit because they're not really that well known. To the general public, so black canary huntress, they can be envisioned in any way, and and I think that the huntress and black canary that we're seeing in the the movie is different than maybe most fans had originally seen them. You know, I think yeah maybe it's just the character designs themselves, but uh, it seemed like a really kind of bold new. Interpretation of those characters, and I think that that would be something cool to see in Poison Ivy as well. Even though she's more well known, how how in that Harley Quinn world she would be interpreted. And we were talking, yeah. and I can't—I don't remember if you were on that podcast or not, but you know, you you brought up the animated uh, show and how great Poison Ivy is in that show. But I think the actress that does the voice could play uh poison ivy in the movie lake bell she's done some really good stuff i said why not bring her in to be poison ivy i could totally see that working
1: that would be amazing she would probably play off um margot robbie really really well actually yeah and she i mean she does the character flawlessly at least her voice does so yeah yeah and actually i am speaking of the uh what was it the character designs i'm so happy that huntress isn't going into this with her normal costume yeah. she's the one costume i just can't stand it's like it's batman but it's not but it's somehow clunkier and stupider like i just yeah I, I love you know her, but i hate the costume
0: Just just this week they began reprinting the gail simone uh run on birds of prey and like new trade paperbacks and uh, i was looking at huntress's costume in those and i was like man this is only 2005 and it was seems like like in the 90s i mean there's no way that they could get away with that costume i'm thinking man i'm so glad that she looks different in the uh in the movie so yeah definitely definitely agree I with you on that one
1: i am um, yeah. what was it the I'm going to forget the name now, but I was rereading one of the they printed the older Birds of Prey titles with new covers from the movie. You're not Birds of Prey titles, but the different characters kind of main books. And the Huntress one, I'm pretty sure she makes her costume out of like a priest's robe in that there's there's like this this flash between the panels where she's looking at what looks like a a priest costume. And then in the next panel, she's zipping up the costume that she made. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, is she wearing a priest? Like, <laughs> it just, I, I'm glad they're just, just do something normal. I don't yeah. know, just normal. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we got one last bit of movie news. Um, this might bump some people out, but James Gunn has kind of clarified a rumor about Nathan Fillion's role in the Suicide Squad. So, what was your take on this
1: yeah i uh I'm one of those people who's bummed out. I would actually say devastated because I really wanted to see Nathan Philiam play arm Fall Off Boy, <laughs> and he's not going to be playing that and now i mean i don't I didn't have any other front runners for who I wanted him to play, but i I don't even know who arm Fall off Boy is. I just saw that name and was like yep i'm <laughs> I'm for it,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly. I was like, oh yeah. Definitely. And I'm just wondering, like, um, I mean, regardless of what role he plays, he's going to be good and it's going to be funny. And it's, you know, we're all going to be happy with it. But I am bummed that he's not playing a character called Arm Fall Off Boy. And I-, I just wonder in the back of my mind, is, is, is James Gunn trolling us? It's like, is it really going to be Arm Fall Off Boy? <laughs> Even though he said it's not, but it's going to be a kind of like surprise at the end there. So, that's, I, I mean we'll
1: that's a stark possibility although if that's the case i i want one of two things i either want arm fall off boy or i want king shark to be a ridiculous like 1980s horror movie rubber shark yeah and if i can't have one of those two things i'm not going to be happy yeah just warning james Gunn now <laughs> oh
0: man yeah hope he's paying attention
1: yeah <laughs> Uh,
0: moving on now we're uh moving on to TV and streaming news. Uh you know we did just see the um series finale of Arrow and the showrunner uh reveals more about uh, John Deagle's big moment in that show. So what was your take
1: on this? Are we allowed to spoil it? Should we I mean, should we kind of yeah, I don't know outwardly? it's hard not <laughs> to <you>, but uh <laughs> I mean it's I without spoiling it just completely I would say that it's something they teased and they teased it really well but now my question is what comes next if this it's it's kind of a leap in the role for that character even though the show's over so it does this mean we're going to be seeing that character taking that leap in the future yeah
0: I think that it was I think and I'm and you know, like a lot of fans, I think that a lot of people are gonna be asking that same question. I'm asking it too, what comes next? And the kind of bummer thing about it all is that we don't know and, and so far they're being cagey about it. Cause the Guggenheim Mark Guggenheim has said that as far as what the future holds for the character, I can't really speak to that because of this moment was like a lot of things, a sort of negotiation with the powers that be about Okay, what exactly can we show, and how far can we take this? Uh, and it was best to approach it uh, to let the moment speak for itself. Um, so – and we'll see where the future takes us. I am just hoping that we do get more because if we don't, that's a shame. That's a really missed opportunity, and yeah. that would be a bummer. So I just – I do hope that, that um, we hear some positive news about that.
1: in the the weeks and months ahead, you know, for sure. And we didn't spoil any of it. This is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, Now maybe it'll make people curious to go and see exactly what uh, we're hinting at. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also DC Universe streaming service orders three pilots from the DCU unscripted talent pool. So what was your thoughts on this?
1: All three of these shows sound really really interesting um I think the first one was uh it, it sounds like it's going to be project runway for cosplayers which is I mean that would be extremely interesting although I think I liked um it was kind of a tie I like the second two a little bit more um this there's like a henchman ex- escape room experience where mm. they're competing as hench villains for whatever super villain to get out of somewhere which sounds hilarious and I would actually love to be a contestant on the show if that's if that's yeah. like a thing. <laughs> I, I don't care who I'm henching for. I just want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I mean the the third one, the um uh kind of looking at comic book stores in the communities that they serve is also really really cool. I think I I mean, I've definitely said this before, but I lost my my favorite comic book store A year ago, they closed totally voluntarily just out of the dude who ran it was like, yeah, "Yeah, I got bored. I made enough money. And it was devastating. There was a line out the door on their last day. And so I've been trying out other ones in the area and I like them, but they (laughs) definitely have really different vibes and kind of a really different clientele. So it would be cool to see what these communities look like up close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah, absolutely. Man, I tell you, I would watch all three of these. Uh, yeah and really, quite frankly, I am surprised that the project runway with Cosplay has not already happened on Sci-fi. It seems like that would be perfect. So I, am, I, I would not be surprised if that gets picked up. Uh, yeah, it just seems like an idea whose time has come. Uh, and I think that that the whole escape room thing could be really fun. If they did that in just the right way, it could really be a huge hit and get people talking. I could just – if they do it and if they bring enough humor into it, it kind of reminded me of some of the kind of like Nickelodeon game shows from back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know? And I think that could – they could just have a whole lot of fun with that. And the comic book store idea is very interesting because – it would be so cool to see how they actually do serve the community because so much has gone to people buying digital or people buying online. Uh, and sh- you know there should be that core audience that still wants to go to the comic shop and see exactly what those brick-and-mortar stores, what services they do provide to the community. Uh, so, yeah, I mean I would – I totally watch all of these. I kind of hope that they bring them all through the series
1: yeah, So that, and was, I mean, DC Universe doesn't seem like it's lacking content, uh, or that, yeah, yeah it, it's not oversaturated with content yet. Like, I think they should have room to do if, I mean, if the pilots are good, all three of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, and they, I think they could get away with half-hour episodes for all these. Well, maybe not the Project Runway ups. maybe those would have to be an hour. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that, uh, I think that they could they could find space for all of these shows.
1: Yeah. We'll see. And uh, it looks
0: like we got some news on the final season of Lucifer. Uh, it was, it turns out that people were f- afraid that it was ending because they were doing Sandman instead. And it turns out that that is not exactly the case. So what do you think of this?
1: Yeah. Um. I honestly reading it, I felt so bad for Neil Gaiman because it's, it, one of your a show based on your work ends, another one's starting, and people are tweeting at you like, "Why did you do this to us?" And it's like, I, I, I didn't do <laughs> <Like, laughs> it. I, just, I feel bad for him, but, and, and also he must be extremely proud because now he has, Good Omens, Lucifer, American Gods, and Sandman. I don't think I'm missing any, but that's I, that is like a striking number of his work that's coming to life in that way. Um, yeah, I, I think. I don't know. I I didn't personally feel any type of way about Lucifer ending and um, Sandman starting. I didn't really make that connection, but it's good that it doesn't seem to phase him and I'm glad we're getting more Neil Gaiman on TV.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You
1: cannot get enough Neil Gaiman on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I, I, I think that when the Sandman does finally hit Netflix, I'll probably take off work that day and just binge the whole (laughs) the whole season um i won't tell anyone
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, i hope my bosses aren't listening (laughs) um i i
0: yeah i that's not surprising that he would say that it's not doesn't really have one doesn't have you know one thing doesn't have to do with the other because the lucifer show never really felt like the lucifer comics it was there was a lot more fantasy uh aspects to the comic where the yeah. show as much as it had supernatural elements, it was like a procedural. Um and don't get me wrong, I, I I loved what they did with the show, but it just didn't it just didn't feel like Neil Gaiman's Lucifer. So yeah. I never even considered in a way that they would be connected. So I was kind of a little surprised that the fans were all freaking out. It just didn't yeah. strike me as something that Yeah, that it would even never even came to my mind.
1: And Neil Gaiman seems like he can juggle multiple projects so well. I mean, he he seems to work on 10 different things at once and doesn't skip a beat in any of them. So I I just don't think that would have been the case, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's so nice that he's not like Alan Moore, that he is very open with his fans. and He really enjoys interacting with them. So he'll always he'll probably always be able to you know tell you what's going on you know probably give updates and uh it's it's just nice to see him interacting with fans uh and he's very he's very good at it so you know there's no reason certainly no reason not to trust what he says but uh i
1: feel like alan moore just would have been like you know screw off essentially (laughs) not that he i don't just He doesn't have a Twitter even. He doesn't seem like someone who would. Right. No, he
0: doesn't. And it's, I mean, getting off off topic, but it's a shame that he doesn't because I'm sure that he would have so much to say about the state of the world. And you got to be such a grumpy old man, but like you could, you have something to add to the discussion. So please. Yeah. Add to it.
1: He's, I think he might be the most intimidating person I want to meet that I ever could yeah. meet. Cause yeah. I, I like, have you seen that documentary of him where he's talking about being, being into witchcraft and comic books oh, and yeah. it's like occulticism? And I'm, I'm like, I mean, this is so cool but also you are a terrifying bearded man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, man, if all the people, yeah, I think, uh, yeah,
1: I would never want to interview him. That's for sure. No. Me <laughs> shake his hand
0: to say, thank you. But
1: Oh God. <laughs> no, I would probably burst into tears immediately. I mean, even when we were interviewing uh, Mark Guggenheim, I, the whole morning and the whole afternoon, I was like dreading it, but also excited So I was like, oh my God, what if, what if I say something wrong? What if I don't know what to say? Like what, I just, a million different things. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore, I'd probably just drop dead immediately. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And with that, we're going to take a uh, quick break and pay some bills. Uh, So we will be back in just a second with some comic book news. So sit tight, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you, and to hear your scores when you share them with us. Right here, on the
1: DC Comics News Podcast. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about... The stories,
0: a show celebrating Batman, the animated series, week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. And we're back with the DC Comics News podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brad Flicky, and with me is Kelly Gaines.
1: Hello. And we are
0: moving on to uh, what brought us here in the first place, comic book news. Uh, up first is uh, news that uh, Scott Snyder and Greg uh, Capullo are teasing their next comic event.
1: Uh, so what was your take on this, Gully? I am i am excited. that. So it looks like they're doing a Wonder Woman story, and that picture of her is terrifying her lasso of truth is now a chainsaw and honestly I don't think it has to be magical at all because if you point that thing at me I will tell you the truth. You don't need to like <laughs> I I've never seen right. Wonder Woman hold a chainsaw yeah. before and I'm I'm floored but really excited. Yeah.
0: How can you not love something called the chainsaw of truth? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what what how, what does she have to do to people with that? I wonder. Yeah. Cuz yeah. like with the lasso you got to wrap them up. Does she is there slicing involved? Like I have a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, and well, what I love about it is that the lasso, the pull string on the chainsaw, looks like the lasso. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that is such a cool little. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: Lord, she! I've never been afraid of Wonder Woman before. She's one of the yeah. characters that I'm like, I, I could never fear her. Now I'm afraid. Now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean this Im- this image definitely makes me curious about what is uh, what is coming next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thing. mean, <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Uh in in related news to that, uh, we also got news about Scott Snyder's DC Encore, and it will be a final conclusion to uh, his superhero work from the past decade. So, what was your take on this?
1: I got really nervous initially because I looked at that and I was like, oh, my God, he's done writing superheroes. What is what is he going to do with his life? Mm. But then, you know, it's so he's not actually concluding his work with DC or his work with superheroes, but this entire chapter that he's been working on. And that must be such a fulfilling experience as as a writer, as a creator to go 10 years building something up and then get to say, you know, this is it. This is this is my encore. This is I'm done And I've told the story I wanted to tell that that has to be kind of a milestone in a very bittersweet way, but, you know, good for him. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what the next chapter is. If we get Wonder Woman chainsaw at the end of this one, I mean, come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, 10 years is a long time and he's laid some good solid foundations that can be built upon for sure. I mean, Dark Knight's metal probably go down as one of the kind of iconic DC stories, like Crisis on Infinite Earths and and things like that. So, I I definitely think that he he's done an an amazing job, and I don't blame him for wanting to uh, to step back for a little bit and kind of clear his palate and take a break, and focus on like smaller creator owned things, Uh, like like he said, even American Vampire. So. And I also wouldn't be surprised that if we, he does that for a while, but then, you know, in the next year or two comes back to uh, to the superhero world. So I'm sure he's got a lot of stories left in him. Uh, it's just a matter of time. So yeah. thank you, Scott, for the work, and we'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. If we survive uh, Wonder Woman again, terrifying. Right, with a
0: chance on Uh, And we also got news that the uh, Robin 80th Anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular is postponed a week. So what was your take on that?
1: Uh, Here we go. right. I think the
0: last
1: time, I'm not sure if it was the last time you were on with me or if it was um, the last time Steve and I talked, but... It was all good comic book news. It was all these great books are coming out and everything's going to be wonderful and nothing's postponed. And now it's like, come on. I mean, a week, okay, I'll take it. If it's the week, whatever. But yeah. I I'm worried about the pattern starting.
0: Yeah, I mean, ugh, I am just I'm just very glad that um it is only a week. Like you said, I can take a week. That's fine. Um, it's the whole six weeks or indefinitely or, you know, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a week I can live with. Um, so it is what it is. And, um, you know, at least at least we're going to get it just a week later. So that's fine. I am looking forward to reading both this and the Catwoman 80th. I think they're both going to be definitely uh, and the Joker.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think all those are going to be very um very good reads i mean the wonder woman 750 was pretty pretty amazing so i'd expect the I'm same the worst
1: person i still have to pick that up
0: oh, which man, you should. makes yeah, me feel terrible
1: because it, yeah. again it's just i need to actually go and walk to the comic book store which shouldn't be a huge thing but yeah i'm i'm excited to get it and also really nervous because i'm afraid that i'm gonna get it and then be like well now what else is there to say
0: right right um uh, you know, I think one of the reasons why I want I picked it up when it came out is that I was kind of curious because it seems like DC is really trying to um, to focus on Wonder Woman uh, with you know with the new timeline and everything like that and the the um, new numbering coming out starting with issue 750. Uh, but it seems like instead of from that issue it looks like we're going to be getting Wonder Woman with the chainsaw so you know i'll <laughs> oh, take the God. wonder woman with the chainsaw that's fine
1: <laughs> yeah but <laughs> i i'm dying to know how this all ties into her bigger mythology is i mean She's she's what considered a, a the love leader of the DC comics and and she's a chainsaw now which is almost as jarring as when she breastfed a dustbuster in the milk wars books I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. read that but it was yeah. very striking <laughs> <laughs> so I mean uh, she, that's why we she love DC weapons <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> as long as Wonder Woman's getting printed I don't care yeah. uh, I'll take her yeah. with whatever with machete fine. <laughs> Yeah, and she
0: doesn't seem to be slowing down either. She seems more popular than ever, especially yeah. with the with the movie coming out this year and everything. So yeah, definitely fun to see. And the last bit of comic book news uh, is that Batman forty four or Batgirl, I'm sorry, Batgirl Forty Four has been uh, rewritten, which is very interesting. Uh, what was your take on this?
1: Yeah, I um I don't remember ever hearing. Kind of an announcement like this, where it's we we change the entire plot of the story. But um actually, I got to talk to uh, Cecil Castellucci at New York Comic Con, and uh, one amazingly nice person. But she seemed to have such a dedication to writing Batgirl really well. And part of what she was worried about was the fact that you know we're coming out of a big crossover event and kind of landing in this new sort of unwritten territory so I, if she thinks that she has to go in a different direction for this issue or what they initially planned wasn't going to work then i trust her that this is the right direction that whatever story was coming out before just might not have been right um so yeah it's i did best of luck i think it'll be
0: great yeah i think it'll be good uh, and i it just seems like it was like a, a an editorial decision like company-wide like this is not what's happening in the dc universe right now so we got to kind of switch it up so that just seems like one of those things where books kind of interconnect in a way and there's a whole editorial staff that makes sure that that all kind of lines up so it seems like that might be that might play a part in this somehow um but at least it'll be out on time yeah. You, know, you
1: say that though, but then what are we gonna be talking about next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Actually,
0: yeah, I'm probably gonna jinx it all. It would not be
1: surprising. If they say if it's delayed a week, Brad, it was all your fault. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and that uh, and that wraps up all our news uh, for this week. Uh but we have a little few minutes here. Kelly, why don't you talk about what you've been uh reading and enjoying, watching?
1: So I actually um, recently picked up the Wonder Twins. And mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned this last time I was on, but I picked up the Wonder Twins the same time that it started going up on DC Universe. And I was like, well, darn it. <laughs> like I, I wanted to read it out of curiosity, which is typically something I'll do if I'm, you know, if if I can find it somewhere like DC Universe or something like that without having to buy it yet, if I just want to kind of give it a read. Although now I'm glad I bought it because it's actually... Really funny, really creative. Um, and it's it's definitely a departure from... I've, I've been reading so much kind of darker material lately. I think this is a nice step back. Let's just watch two teenagers try to be superheroes. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's, that's been great. And then just been enjoying the heck out of The Harley Quinn Show. It is maybe one of the funniest animated shows I've seen. Probably, I don't know. Well... I, I wouldn't say BoJack Horseman was the funniest, but that was my favorite until now. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: man, BoJack last mean? episodes are on now.
1: Oh, I I'm 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 afraid honestly. I I yeah. watched all the way up until the end of the the break from the beginning part of this season and I, yeah. I but um, I, anyway, getting off topic of DC. Yeah, but, I know, oh, I know, Bojack. but yeah, the guys Oh man, BoJack one of the
0: most <laughs> incredible animated series there ever was, but okay. So okay. good. Getting off topic. Okay, so yeah, uh, I, uh, I I read uh, Wonder Woman 750, which I uh, really enjoyed. I won't give away uh, any spoilers, but um, uh, I think there's something there for everyone. So you know, because the stories are so varied and the creative teams were so so talented, I think it's definitely worth worth the the price. So definitely pick that up. And I mentioned earlier in. Uh, in the podcast, that I started reading the Birds of Prey, Gail Simone run again because they uh, started publishing it in new collected editions, and uh, it's aged pretty well despite Huntress's costume. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's 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 so funny to see how, in the wake of Me Too and things like that, how things still seem so. It, it aged well, but it still seemed dated. And and it's interesting because Gail Simone has always been kind of leading the charge uh, for, you know, feminism in the D.C. world and comics in general. Um, and it's just some of it just seems a little a little pre me, too. But it's 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 yeah. it's worth the read. It's worth the read. And I think that started in like what, two thousand and two, three or something like that. So it's not. In the scheme of things, it's not all that old, but uh, yeah, Yeah, I've been reading that. And I've got to catch up on that Harley Quinn uh, series for sure. Oh, Um, it it is just hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, a few episodes behind of that. And I have still not seen, I just have not had the chance to uh, see the last episode of Crisis. So Uh I definitely, definitely want to get on that and see that. And I'm just kind of hoping, and I think this would be a perfect product if you're listening, DC, put out a Blu-ray with all five episodes and the the Kevin Smith uh, after-show as bonus features, and I would absolutely buy that the day it comes out. So I would I'm too. hoping, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that that they do that, and they absolutely should. So I'm kind of hoping that because i i would really like to just sit down and watch the whole thing back to front because you could because with that big break you really couldn't you could watch one yeah. every you know 3 days and you had to wait a month and a half or whatever and go back <laughs> to it but uh i'm really hoping they uh, they do that um but yeah i'm going to try to get on that fifth episode um soon, yeah. sooner rather than later um so yeah that's what that's what i've been uh, that's what i've been reading
1: awesome uh, so, oh you yeah. know what i uh I should also mention I've been buying a ridiculous amount of DC action figures lately, oh, and nice. it's uh <laughs> it's it slowly turned into a problem. But I, I now understand why there's why there's so much hype about action figures. Mm. I, I bought one just for fun, and now I'm like, all right, I have Nightwing, Batman, Harley Quinn. I have like six of them that I've acquired in a week somehow. Nice.
0: nice. <laughs> I always look at action figures kind of – and I live vicariously through people who collect it because when I was young, I used to love action figures. I used to love G.I. Joe and Transformers and Thundercats, all of that. Uh, but I always wished that I had more options for superhero action figures at the time because yeah. – not to age myself, but the only superhero action figures I got were the uh, the Marvel Secret Wars and the DC – I forget what they were called, but there was like that early uh, DC uh, action figures. And they just, they didn't have much articulation and there was a lot of characters missing. But now I look when I go into stores and see, like, there's like every single character that's ever been in a DC comic is pretty much, has an action figure now.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, man, if I was young, I'd be all over that.
1: (laughs) If only I was still a kid. I think my standard looking at them is... I mean, I I don't know if you remember this, but the uh the Batman and Robin movie from what I think it was the 1990s, those action figures had for whatever reason a little too much detail in the chest of the male action figure. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I try to May avoid that bait. as a rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what made them think that. You know what children really need to see on their toys. Right. <laughs> this is just bizarre yeah yeah i never did understand that no and i had those as a kid too and i'm like why did my parents buy this for me right (laughs) but in any case they they're much more yeah they they have better articulation and less uh you know less less of that going on. right
0: right yeah
1: all right Well, that wraps up
0: another uh, episode of the DC Comics News Podcast. We are now on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. So please head over and subscribe to the podcast and rate and review. Uh, You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube at DC Comics News. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C. Comics, (laughs) Comics, <laughs> capital N <laughs> News. <laughs> and uh, be sure to check out the Spinner rack. and I'm the Knight right here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network.
1: And Kelly, where can people find you if they want to read your work? Uh, you can find me on DC Comics News doing opinion and editorial pieces. And you can find me on Twitter at K-E-L-G-A-I-N-E-S-W-R-I-T-E. Kel Gaines, right? It's a lot of letters. (laughs) What about you? And you can
0: find me uh, writing news and reviews for DC Comics News, and you can follow me on Twitter at bflicky one That's b f i l i c k y and the number one. So guys, have a good week, and we'll be back next week with another slew of DC news, which will probably include something about Matt Reeves Batman. So, (laughs) as always, read. More comics. Bye, everyone.